Hey guys, it's Lori here. Before we get rolling with the podcast episode today, I did want to let you know about two different things. One, you know that we got a book coming out this fall, and if you are interested in staying up to date with things like uh, the launch team or when we're going to have that launch party, which... I hope will still happen. We're praying for it. Uh, but it's going to be a live podcast recording. If you want to stay up to date with that date and how to get to be a part of it and other things, go to our site, lorikrieg.com. Scroll down to the bottom and just drop your first and last name in there and email address, and we will keep you in the loop. Also, do you know that we're doing coaching? I've actually been doing this for several years, and uh, I'm doing it now, just calling it coaching instead of I guess consulting is what I called it before. But if you're interested in that, again, check it out, lorikrieg.com slash store. And I meet with people for one, two, or three sessions. And it's a way to support the the ongoing work of this ministry and for me to listen to the Holy Spirit and uh, with what's going on with you. And honestly, my primary goal with any relationship in this coaching world is to connect your heart to the heart of Jesus. So we'll just listen to that, listen to God, and see if that's a help for you. So check it out. But here we go. Here's the episode. Hello and welcome to the Hole in My Heart podcast. This is episode 125, What Do We Do With Our Idols? Hey, welcome. I am your host, Lori Krieg, and I'm sadly back in the down, down spooky stairs that is the lowest floor in our house because, well, yeah. I don't know, Steve, your studio kicked me out again. Yeah. So even though... I'm head to toe lathered in hand sanitizer and I'm full Darth Vader, Vader costume. <laughs> Why'd you kick me out, Steve? <laughs> well, apparently it was a rule that we didn't know about last week that uh, I just learned oh, about. We just yeah, broke the rules. That's apparently fine. so, but we didn't uh, know. So we didn't know. So we're yeah. fine. Yeah. And but Steve, for some reason, is. R2-D2 costume, because that's just keeping him safe, guys. We're just doing what it takes. Um, but sadly, Matt is not with us, my husband and licensed therapist. He is with the kids. Do I hear them screaming upstairs? A little bit. Yes, I do. Am I going to keep pressing on? I sure am. Uh, but we do have R2-D2 slash the producer and still the most professional radio voice among us, producer Steve. Beep, Welcome beep. officially, boop, R2 boop. Steve. Yes. Hello, guys. Bloop, bloop. (laughs) But today I am so excited to have a new friend on the podcast today whose book I read years ago and then recently connected with her after a mutual friend of ours said, hey, this friend, she listens to and loves your podcast. And I was like, wait, what the what? I've read her stuff. (laughs) But who is it? Her name is Dee Breston. Dee, welcome. Hey, I am so glad to be here. I have been enjoying your broadcast When I saw the title of your broadcast, Hole in Your Heart, I thought, that is a great title. And um, you probably have some depth, and you do. Ah, well, thanks. Some people say a little too much, but that's fine. (laughs) I I like me. I accept myself, and then we should probably do a whole episode on accepting ourselves. But guys, if you don't uh, know Dee and haven't read her any of her books, but she's best known for her Bible study guides and uh, the book that's become a classic, selling over a million copies. What? It's called The Friendships of Women, and she has five children and 16 grandchildren, and she has an active prison ministry. That's awesome and has been writing and speaking for 40 years. I wonder if I'll say that someday. Uh, But feels her four best books came after her world was shaken by the early death of her husband and soulmate. I pray I don't say that someday. Uh, 
But she pressed in after that into God like never before. And one of those books, Idle Lies, Idle Lies, that's the title, uh, we will talk about today. But I do want to say one thing, because this is cool, but her most recent book, The Jesus Who Surprises, was just nominated for the Gold Medallion Award. So congratulations, Dean. Thank that's you. awesome. Yeah. Um, but that book, Idle Lies, I've read it at least twice. I've done it with multiple people. And it definitely was a major gateway drug for me uh, to my full-on Tim Keller super fandom, <laughs> because you referred to him in there. And I was like, who is this, this bloke? And my world was shaking. Um, but we are so thrilled to talk more about this book. But first, let's dive into the question of the week from last week, which is this. Okay, so our household growing up, my household growing up with my 11 siblings. Yes, there's 12 of us. We'll talk more about that someday. Um, but our house now, we sing a lot. We just do. And so, um, Dee, I'm asking you and asking the audience, what's a song you guys are singing in your house these days? Or what are you singing in your house I do sing lots and lots of hymns, but Mm -hmm. I've been watching the Mr. Rogers documentary. Oh, yeah. Also the movie where Tom Hanks plays him so, so beautifully. And it brought back memories of him and my children listened to him. So I've been singing Mr. Rogers songs and one that we adopted two children from orphanages overseas that had not known indoor plumbing. And so they were absolutely frightened by the toilet and the drain in the bathtub. Mm. And so they loved Mr. Rogers. You can never go down, can never go down, can never go down the drain. I know that one. You know that one? I had no idea that was their fear, but they loved that song. (laughs) Oh, Mr. Rogers, you're so nice. He was the best best. singing that. Oh, that's sweet. Steve O'Dell, which listener response stood out to you? Uh, yeah, I really appreciated this one. My name is Simon, and I'm from the United Kingdom. And me and my housemate, rather than singing, have just been making silly beeping noises at each other. <laughs> and sometimes we both beep at the same time, or make different silly noises. And we just like it. Um, R2! Producer Steve asked me to make some beeping noises, but I'm not going to do that. Hey, that's that's fine, Simon. I mean, like, I appreciate you responding at all. And I know I put you on the spot there, but it is interesting that uh, I was dubbed R2-D2 for this episode. And yeah. the person I selected does beeping noises. So um, so there you go. That's meant to be. Exactly. It's all I need to say about that. <laughs> uh, are you singing type though, Steve? Are you a beep? You're beeping these days? Uh, What's your deal? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I, there's a lot of sound effects. I will say there are a lot of sound effects that go on. Sometimes I'll sing. I usually just kind of have a song in my head. Um, and whatever I wake up with is the song that pretty much stays with me, at least until I, you know, get into my job where I'm playing music all day and then oh, it's yeah. just whatever's playing. So. Oh, bless your heart. <laughs> and I mean that in the condescending way. Of course, thank you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, I appreciated this uh, from a listener. My name is Betsy, and what our family has been singing on repeat is the Wild Kratz theme song. We force our four-year-old to sing it along with the rest of us so that he can watch the episode. 
which I mean, I can relate to. Also, she's not just a listener. She's my friend, Betsy. Um, <laughs> when she said that about her kids, just listening on repeat to Kratz Creatures, <laughs> I feel that. Yep. Um, basically, I actually start, took notes about the songs my kids have been singing in the last 24 hours. I actually didn't hear Kratz Creatures, but definitely uh, Why Should I Worry from... Oh, man, now I can't... Oh, it's... What's that one? It's a Disney. Uh, somebody's going to have to email me and let me know what it is. <laughs> and they've sung tons of Frozen. Enya. Matt was definitely belting out some <laughs> Enya. <laughs> Bluey, which is another show. Armies by KB. Zippity Doodah. And The Cave by Mumford and Sons. So that's a little taste into our home. Okay, D, let's take a sharp left turn <laughs> and get us back on track. Like, I thought this was a deep show, Lori. Um but we would love to ask you the question we have asked every guest for the last long while and some the multiple guests we've had back on the show. We ask him again, but uh, when was the gospel, if it is I'm more loved than I can imagine, yet more sinful than I believe, wink, wink, Keller fan, um, <laughs> when was that first good news for you and how is it still today? I was a young wife and mother, 22, when my older sister was converted and came for a weekend following me around with a big black Bible, asking me questions about Jesus. <laughs> and I really was looking forward to the end of her visit on Sunday. <laughs> and then we got hit with a blizzard and I was snowbound with this fanatic for three more days. But oh. during that time, the Lord began to melt my heart. And I did surrender to him about a month later after reading a lot of C.S. Lewis Mm. And um, he took blinders from my eyes and a burden from my back. And that was the beginning. It's really only been in the last 15 years that I've understood how you can use the gospel to deliver yourself from the power of sin. Hmm. And that has been so helpful. And we'll get into that more when we look at heart idols. But a heart idol cannot be removed, only replaced, and you have to speak to your soul that that Jesus will meet this need that you are trying to meet. And I love that diagram on your website right now with the yeah. heart and the core needs. And um, after my husband died, I would walk over to the pantry and just kind of stuff my face with food to get comfort. Even Fig Newtons, which I buy because I don't like them, I would eat them. And <laughs> I gained 15 pounds and I, I had to learn how to speak to my soul about waiting on the Lord and letting him meet this need that he did love me so much. He went to the cross for me and that I could wait for him. And I, I did a lot of singing because um, we worship our way into idolatry and we can worship our way out. Mm, that's good. So, I mean, can you be worshiping with singing Mr. Rogers? You can't go down the drain. I don't know. But yeah. I, I, I was trying to make a transition to today's need, but all of a sudden I landed on the toilet and Mr. Rogers. But how do you still need the gospel's good news today? Well, let's say, for example, if I'm having trouble forgiving somebody, then I can say, but look how much you've been forgiven. Look at how he went to the cross for you. And that will soften my heart um, and help me to not keep going over the wrongs that person did. You have to really speak to your soul 
with the news of the gospel, and that can help deliver you from all kinds of temptation. It really can, but it takes faith and belief that he really does love you and will meet you. Mm -hmm. uh, there's a testimony on my website from a woman who was over, who was able to overcome her addiction to overeating and watching just Fox News for hours every night. And she was afraid to let it go. She said, well, God, just let me sit in my pain. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the question we ask. And she said it wasn't a quick fix, but she stopped and started reading edifying books. And she said slowly his peace began to come to her and set her free. So, yeah, yeah, That's so good. What? Okay. So pandemic, right? I heard early on when it broke, you know, one of my mentors said, you can almost hear the idols crashing down. Like, you know, you are addicted to sports, no more sports. You're addicted yeah. to money. Guess what? You got to be scared. Health, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. So how, I guess, have you seen the pandemic shake our idols? Your question, Laurie, makes me think of a verse in Hebrews that says that God is going to shake the earth again, once more, indicating removing what can be shaken, the created things, so that what cannot be shaken will remain. And we can be so thankful for receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken. And Lucy Shaw used to say to me that, that pain helps us separate the transitory from the eternal. And... Um, you know, it's it's good when these things are shaken because it can either, it, it should press us into God. If it's pressing you into your idols, then you know that your rock is not the rock that is higher than high. Mm -hmm. Can you put, and then I, I want to talk about what, what types of idols there are, but I'm, I'm seeing, you know, where in the beginning everyone was like, was letting it shake them. And everyone was kind of, it's, it's you know, it reminds me maybe of the verse of where, you know, you, you lose the demons, but then once it's gone, like seven more come back, you know, right. and I think you even refer right. the, in, to that in your idolized book. So everyone was kind of shaken and in this middle earth sort of space where they're like, oh, I'm not gripping anything. And some people, you know, Bibles were flying off the shelves and people reaching out to God. But right now I'm seeing the culture shift to this rage and people gripping whatever they can and just like... I literally just went for a drive with my kids and you can feel it in the air, like the anger people have. Can you put that in idol language at all? Well, sure. I think it's a control idol. Mm. Um, Tim Keller gives us three very common idols. Um, comfort security is one, control power, and affirmation approval. And we don't like to be out of control. Yeah. And as Christians, we should know that God is in control. Even if we think our leaders are doing a horrible job, he is in control of them. It's a matter of, of trusting that he will do all things well in his time and not trying to control everybody through your anger. And um, that, again, is a step of faith. It's better to pray than to um, and lament to God if you think, mm -hmm. Trump is doing a terrible job. Lord, please work with mm -hmm. Trump. You know, that kind mm -hmm. of thing. Don't stuff your anger and don't vent it. Pray it. Pray it to mm -hmm. God. 
And I will say this too, because there could be people listening and they're like, well, we've got to, you know, make sure our leaders know and we've got to post the things and like, yeah, we give it to God. Sure. Pray about it. This, you guys, we've done whole episodes on lament, like so many on lament. And then we did a specific one where I walked you through and I'll post a link to it where I walked you through lament and forgiveness. So the only way I can do my very hard job where I have people hate me on either side of this whole deal, I get beat down on both sides. I also see a ton of fruit. The only way I can do this job guys without like bleeding out and being bitter rage face is forgiving. Yes. I have to, for what you said in the beginning D is that God gives us the power to grieve the pain. So you hate Trump, grieve it on God. Like you just said, how ask him to forgive you again. I'll send you guys the link to where we walk you through that. And then after you've forgiven your enemies, then you're actually going to have love for them like God love. And then you open up your hands and you say, Jesus, how do I respond? And then he might tell you some practical steps, but this like auto default we've got, which I have to fight it too. I'm right there with you guys. Yeah. But this default we have of like, ah, I've been hurt, ah, rage and storm the whatever, the castle. That's not love and forgiveness. And that's not Jesus. Right. So control. So you just named the three. Yes. Now, for you, do you mentioned that you went to, okay, so I'm guessing that was comfort after your husband died. That was right. a comfort idol. Right. When did you wake up to idols though? Well, and I think it's important to realize Ezekiel talks about idols of the heart. Okay. So they cannot be seen. All you can see is the bad fruit that emanates from them. Like if, if you have a, if you have a comfort or a control idol, you cannot see that. All I knew is that I could not keep a good administrative assistant. And I always thought it was her fault. I thought, what is the matter with these women? This is an exciting job. You get to travel. I pay her well. Um, you meet interesting people. Um, she's got a great boss. So what's the matter with these women that after two or three years, they resign? And um, I was lamenting to my friend Jan Silvius. Mm. And she said, Dee, this seems to be a pattern in your life. And I thought, what? You think this is my fault? And um, I had been listening to Tim Geller, and I saw As an one does. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I happened to see a title of a sermon by one of his associates called Models of Manipulation. And I thought, this will be interesting, because I know some manipulative people. Oh, snap. Yep. And it was on Martha of Bethany, which I thought, I know this story. But this Jim Om said Martha was a manipulator. And characteristics of a manipulator are they tend to use guilt. And instead of speaking directly to somebody in love or overlooking something in love, they make sideways jabs. Well, I was getting uncomfortable because I thought that guilt and sideways comments were, were helpful. Hmm. And um, so that really began to convict me. And I, I saw that I was a manipulator and that underneath the visible sign of manipulation is a control idol. And that I needed to let God be in control by letting him do it his way, which when you're upset with someone, his way is either to overlook it in love or speak the truth in love. Mm. And it was, it was such a wake up. And then I began to see how I could apply this to all other kinds of temptations. 
I have a daughter who says, Mom, you have no idea how much better you are, <laughs> which, you know, I feel a little like the Thank you. Yeah, but no, it's true. I am much better and I keep administrative assistance now. Okay. Uh, for someone who's listening, they're like, okay, I understand the context. Specifically, what is an idol? Like you're not bowing down to a golden calf. Um, right. Right. What is an, a heart idol? God has given us these needs that he promises to meet. He is the God of all comfort. He dances over us with singing and he is in control. Even if we don't like the way he's doing things, he is in control. He made the universe, he knows what he's doing. But if we do not trust him to comfort us, if we do not believe he really loves us, if we don't like the way he's doing things, then we will substitute something else. For comfort, it could be some kind of sexual immorality, it could be food, it could be some kind of drug. Um, with approval, we will crave the approval of man and do whatever we can to get it. Um, for, you know, I had, a, I had a woman who cleaned from me who stole from me and she had a security idol. She did not trust God to provide for her, so she stole. Um, we have to, we have to, it's a matter of trusting him to meet the needs that he promises to meet. He says, consider the lilies, I take care of them, I'll take care of you, um, I dance over you. So it is trying to fill something God wants to fill in your own way. For someone who's listening, though, and let's say, you know, this pandemic, this insecurity, they're recognizing in themselves, you know, I am I am going to food, I am going to porn, I am going to I'm constantly online, I am going to news. And so they're listening to us and they're maybe like, I know, <laughs> yes. you know, I, I know I'm bad, bad, wrong. And so there's some shame in that. Like how, like what steps can they take so that right. we don't then double down? So not only do I see it now, I like hate myself and right. shut up D and Lori, like you're driving me nuts. Like what are some real, like gentle, practical steps they can take right. if they're listening? Right. Because our purpose is not just to shame you, but to realize that idols pretend to be our friends and then they turn around and cut us to pieces in the prison ministry we say play the whole tape out see where this is going to end and to realize that if you allow god to meet your need and it won't be a quick fix it takes discipline it takes trust um he will come to you in a way that brings you peace that those other things just cannot. And um, one of the one of the testimonies in Idolize, we have a video that goes with it. She said, um, God's presence is, is like a stream, a gentle stream, and I hate it when the rocks get in the way. Mm. We have to realize that we are missing something wonderful. And um, our purpose is not to shame you, but to get you to that wonderful God that can meet you the way all these other things really will just destroy you. Can you walk us through your own self-talk? Let's say, you know, whatever you're wrestling with lately, let's, let's, you can yeah. even pretend, let's say it's food. And so okay. you're like, ah, so let's say you're in a, maybe you're feeling fear, you're looking at the news, you're, I don't know, and you're standing right. at the cupboard staring at Fig Newtons. Right. 
like what is your self-talk to walk you away from there and not into shame but into that secure attachment that you're talking about with the father this is going to be a temporary fix and then it is going to hurt you and you're going to hate yourself it's going to cut you to pieces Hmm. and because this is such a strong temptation for you will you please just take this very tempting bag of potato chips and run it out to the garage right now run it to the garage and leave it there my garage is you know pretty far away from my house which helps and you will feel so good when you come back and then i want you to sing sing to your soul sing the truth about me to your soul get out i need you oh i need you every hour i need you and i will come to you if you will just wait i will come and meet you and you will feel so good in a little while Mm. you know and if i'm having trouble forgiving somebody and i start going over well she did this and she did this and this is what i would say to her i can say this is going to cut you to pieces do you trust that if you begin to let go and stop going over the wrongs, that my peace will begin to come to you? It's, it's all that soul talk, telling yourself the scriptures, telling yourself the great truths of the hymns. We worshiped our way in, we've got to worship our way out. Mm, so good. So. You know, a question I wrote down that's still standing out to me today is, can we kill our idols? And is that even the verb? You know, again, a mentor to me, he's like, Laura, you got to kill your idols, but just make sure like zombies, they actually stay dead. (laughs) So is that the right verb is that you can kill them? Or is it just it's like they're zombies? Boom, boom. You have to keep coming back. Keep coming back. I'd say that's probably more true. Calvin said our hearts are idol-making factories. I think you do see um, growing strength. You know, First John talks about as you walk in the light, the light grows stronger. Um, I have manipulative thoughts that come to my mind, but they don't come out of my mouth anymore because I know how much they have hurt my relationships. Um, and then I just you know, I know I don't want to do those. So I feel like I've gained, gone, gotten stronger with that. I certainly, I took off the weight I gained after Steve died. But it's a constant battle until we see Jesus face to face. Because our hearts are idol making factories. Mm. Now, I want to just highlight something for people who are listening. Let's say you've wrestled like with something like eating disorders or you wrestled perfectionism, what Dee is not saying is that she somehow is earning her salvation or is like scoring perfect points by, <laughs> you know, keeping the, the weight off. That was just a sign for her of a heart idol. So like eating chips isn't bad, <laughs> you know, it's, is it filling something in your heart or right. are you eating them to the glory of God? Exactly. Exactly. So... I like what you're saying as far as the killing of idols and like that it could always be there. Where I can struggle sometimes is like, I don't know, I think where I struggle the most sometimes is is pornography addiction, is that people are just like, well, I just got to go back to it. Um, 
I think like, cause I, then I look at Matt and I'm like, man, he hasn't. And it's been so many years, but I know he wrestles with lust. And so for me, the, the phrasing like I use, like with my own lustful attractions toward women, and I also have more issues besides that. We could talk about those another time. Uh, but it's like, I'm not owned by them. But there are times I just wrote about that on a blog post that I they, the temptation can increase, but that usually is a result of a emptiness of my heart, which, you know, you're kind of alluding to that right now, like that there, you know, instead of just saying no, no, no to idols, like you have to say yes, yes, yes to something in here. Exactly. That's what Romans teaches. We, you know, as soon as we say the law, we just want it more. You mm. that famous essay by Thomas Chalmers called The Expulsive Power of a New Affection, that idols cannot be removed, only replaced. So you really do need to be pressing into God, whatever it takes, singing, listening to sermons, reading good books, listening to Hole in Your Heart. Those are the things that help you. Mm. So today I was wrestling, you know, as we can do in this pandemic, and maybe it's just me, but I think it's other people where I was like, ugh, like I knew I shouldn't check the news. I shouldn't go on social media. And I just like put it all aside and I just pulled out my Bible and I just sat there, which that is rare for an afternoon. Like all three kids were sleeping. So that was crazy. But (laughs) I just sat with Jesus and I was just so struck with how simple and kind of boring it was. And... (laughs) You know, like it was sweet, but it wasn't like immediate, like the same dopamine rush that you get scrolling through everything. And so Uh I kind of want to just highlight that for listeners. Like we kind of got a detox, y'all. Like if we've been going to X, Y, Z, whatever it is, and maybe it's just like this insane consumption we've been doing, maybe not of food, but of just like social media and of news and of like this frenetic energy that we have or of workaholism. And all of a sudden now we're at home and we can't perform. God help us. Um, but just sitting with Jesus, there's, it, it might take us some time to like restore our soul. Right. Right. He comes quietly and it, it takes time. It's not a quick fix the way a, a, our idols are a quick fix. Mm. Um, but then they destroy us. Can you help me like, what is your process for intimacy with God? Like, how do you grow that? Not only like, cause I'm hearing you in a tempting, tempting moment, like taking steps back, but then how do you actually sow some seeds into increasing that intimacy with God into that quote unquote, that feels boring. You know, <laughs> it feels boring and it is kind of sweetly boring and, and rich, but like initially it might just feel that way. Like how, how do you do that? How are you cultivating your soul? Well, I actually have grown closer during this sheltering time because I don't have three little children. <laughs> that helps. And I yeah. have I've had more time to be with him. I'm not running so much to all kinds of activities. And it's it's been very sweet. Um, I am reading more. I'm being still more. And he's been coming to me in the night. He's been giving me a new book idea, which is so sweet of him during this time, and just Mm. giving me little pieces. And one of the things we did with our kids when they were little, and now we do it at church and Bible studies, is the God Hut. How have you spied God in your life today and shared different ways Mm. that that's happened? Um, 
I think fellowship is important. So if you can't go to church, if you can do a Zoom Bible study or something, it sure helps. Yeah, to have it does. That kind of fellowship. For me, for me, a lot of times it's good, really good books, <laughs> mm. and listening to good Christian audiobooks too. Yeah. Oh, I agree. I had someone ask me a question about idols and like how to know when an idol becomes an idol. Like wanting, you know, I mentioned on a blog post I wrote, like wanting Matt to affirm me. That's a good desire. But how how do I know when I've crossed the line into making Matt an idol? When it's an ultimate thing. The Greek word is epithumia. When you cannot live. I mean, it's. It's understandable, for example, that during this time of the pandemic, that we're sad about losing money. But if we want to go out and kill ourselves, then we know that money has become an idol. It, when my husband died, I did want to die, and I realized it was too much um, mm-hmm. of an idol. If it's an ultimate thing, then your whole world is destroyed if it's taken mm-hmm. away from you. If you think, I cannot live without this or that, you know you've made a good thing a God. Mm. I just want to highlight again, I feel like it's so important to always be speaking into shame. If you guys have been wrestling with self-hatred, wanting to die, I just speak against that and please contact anyone. Reach out to me right now. Um, but what I do if I'm ever wrestling with despairing thoughts, because you can almost hate yourself for hating yourself, mm-hmm. uh, is in my head, I start to picture gripping Jesus' robe and just saying, okay. help me. Help me. I'm really, this is what I'm struggling with right now. Do you see me right now? Because sometimes it can even be too hard to reach out to your friends. And sometimes it feels, oh, I don't want them to like freak out. I'm just sad (laughs) super sad i see you enneagram fours but to just go grip him jesus do you see me right now you help me and then taking those beautiful next steps that d just mentioned okay god i'm gonna stand up like and like elizabeth elliott says i'm gonna do the next thing i'm gonna pick up the broom i'm gonna sweep the floor and i'm gonna sing a song good that's good martin Lloyd jones says don't listen to your soul speak to your soul yeah like, for example, after Steve died, if I listened to my soul, I thought, I'm not going to make it. My kids aren't going to make it. My life is over. I had to uh. speak to my soul and say, no, he will never leave me or forsake me. He said he'd be a husband to the widow, a father to the fatherless. Because if you listen to your soul, you can just go down, 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 down. Speak the truth to your soul. And yes, hang on to his robe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> As people are crawling out of their shelter in place holes, you know, as we're doing it at different times and who knows if we're going to have to go back in or I don't know, I don't want to speak that over any of us, but who knows? Nobody knows but God with our future holds, guys. But, you know, in suffering is where we learn so much of this depth that you're talking about like that's when when it's shaken like what you quoted from hebrews like when it's shaken that's when it comes to the surface and i know so many people have said i don't want to waste the pandemic i've said that so Mm -hmm. as we go back into somewhat normal life i guess how do we keep from going back and sitting in our comfy chairs of idolatry yes yes well i think trying to remember these lessons and and speaking them i'm going to try to be still more i'm going to not get quite so overcommitted 
I think we should plan ahead now for how mm-hmm. we can retain them and not not just try to do it once we get out. Mm. Hey, Dee, will you just, will you say a prayer over those who are listening? And um, this is really a simple conversation that we've had. But it's kind of the whole thing, <laughs> you know, like sometimes when I share the gospel and it's like in the context of LGBT or marriage or whatever, I'm like, yeah, the simple is it. That's it. You know, it's it's hard, but it's so simple. And so but it's so critical. And and, and so I'd love for you to just pray over those who are listening and are perhaps naming, even like if you could pray over each idol type, just that God would help us to surrender it. And as we move back into whatever form of normal, quote unquote, we go to that, we wouldn't be the same. Okay. Oh, Lord, we come to you. You are the God of all comfort. If we're running to other things for comfort, Lord, I pray that you will waken each person listening up and and show them that you are the one who can really meet them. Lord, I pray that um, if it is a control thing, if there's anger, if there's a lack of forgiveness, um, I pray, Father, that you will show them how deeply, deeply loved they are, and they can let this go, and that you will deal with the people that need to be dealt with better than they can, and that you want to free them of these chains, oh Lord. If it's affirmation, approval, if they are engaging in relational idolatry, clinging so tightly to a friend or even to a spouse or to a child, help them to love that friend or to love that spouse and to love that child, but not make them their whole life. Let you let them make you your their whole life. Lord, and I pray that each of us will, will plan ahead for when this is over for how we can keep the good things we've learned, how we can still learn how to be still and know that you are God. Help us to speak to our souls the way the psalmist did in Psalm 42. Why am I downcast, O my Lord? Put your hope in God, O my soul. Help us to do that, Lord, continually. Help us to engage in the expulsive power of a new affection by drawing near to you help us to read good things to watch good things to listen to good things to be with friends that encourage us lord we pray that this time won't be wasted but that you will make us stronger women and men mm-hmm. i ask this in jesus name amen amen thank you d you bet now guys we will connect you to Dee Breston's book, Idol Lies, as well as those couple others that we mentioned in her site. Uh, and, and I'm going to link you to, to that episode where we, you know, talk about how do we do that forgiveness process, which I think is so critical right now. We have got to look different than the world. And right now, I mean, I know my heart can look pretty much exactly the same. So I've got to do some forgiveness. I know of just leaders and just this, this, people. It's just hard. Uh, but that's the only way that we're going to actually be able to love our enemies, do good to those who hate us and pray for those who spitefully use us. But guys, we do have a question of the week for next week. What kind of car parker are you? When you park the car, what do you do? You pull through, back in, 
park far away. That's Matt's dad. He parks as far away as he can and gets his steps in. I'm like, I have babies. Can you drop us off? Which he usually does. He's a gentleman. Uh, but I, I just want to hear. Uh, you can hit me up on the old IG, the Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. I'm mostly on uh, Instagram or Facebook. And guys, you know what is a huge kindness is when you guys email us and let us know what you think about the podcast. You can email us at podcast at lauriecreek.com and dropping a review. Just take a second right now. The old five stars means a lot. And if you uh, say something on iTunes, it just helps other people to find us and um, like D. Breston and anyone else. Everyone matters equally, but that's pretty fun. Uh, but if you do that, it just it's encouraging and lets other people find us. So thanks. Also want to give a big thank you again to D. Breston. Go get that book, Idolize. It's a good one to do in a group and you could definitely do it uh, via Zoom with some friends. But let's kill them idols, guys, and make sure they stay dead. Okay, <laughs> for all of us here, head to toe Vader and R2-D2 still hanging in over there. Uh, for all of us here at the Old My Heart Podcast, we will see you next week. 